0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Tetris, the true story of the creation of the popular video game Tetris, one of my favorite games of all time, from director John S. Baird, starring Taryn Egerton, and out now on Apple TV+. Plus. And let me just tell you, I loved this movie. I I'm such a big Tetris fan, but for whatever reason, you know, I I didn't know what to really expect with this movie, but I really loved it, and I'm really excited to talk about it. Joining me today, we've got coming back to the show M.N. Miller, and we have a great conversation, lots of good puzzle pieces to talk about, and uh, yeah, just a fun conversation. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And don't forget to check out our Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content for Piecing It Together, awesome movie year, and my music career, And it's been a little dry on there for the last couple of weeks, but I'm about to start posting more stuff on there. I got a new bonus episode of Awesome Movie Year coming in a couple weeks. We got uh, a new episode of Piecing It Together that's not out yet. That's hitting uh, later today at the time of this recording. And a bunch of music stuff on the way. So check it out, patreon.com slash Rosen, And we appreciate the support. So, with that said, let's talk about Tetris. All right, joining me to talk about Tetris, the movie based on the creation of the game Tetris, is M.N. Miller. How you doing, M.N. Miller?
1: Doing great. How you doing?
0: I'm doing awesome. It's been a weird week. I Between this and John Wick, and I just saw Dungeons, Dungeons & and Dragons, and Dragons yesterday yeah yeah it's been a great like week for seeing some movies a lot of really good really fun stuff so uh, i'm excited to talk about all these movies as we get into tetris here are you are you a tetris guy do you you like tetris uh yeah occasionally
1: i'll get into a tetris mood then and again all right okay i i i should say up
0: front yeah i should say up front i am a huge tetris guy uh actually at the like right before the pandemic hit back in 2020, I was training for a Tetris tournament here in Vegas. Um, Of course you were. Yes. Well, the the pandemic happened and it got canceled. And uh, I think uh, it might be a little rusty now, although I still play a lot. (laughs) We need yeah. to make a <laughs> getting <laughs> i need to make a comeback yeah like start Und training and dreams. eating raw yeah. eggs and yeah like the whole thing yeah so um yeah so i i was so excited for this even though i had no idea like what kind of direction they were gonna take to like tell this story but yeah I, i've been a tetris guy ever since 1989 when the game boy came out and basically when this whole story happened you know i
1: never owned a game boy in my life wow i was never bought one yeah. You feel bad for me?
0: I, I kind of yeah. do, honestly. Like, you had to be there. Like, I was at summer camp, uh, Jew camp, uh, as it were, and uh, playing my Game Boy uh, just constantly. Like, while everyone else was playing sports, I was back in the bunk just playing Tetris or the, the Super Mario version that they had. Yeah. And uh really it was my amazing. parents
1: didn't love me. So. Yeah, thanks for bringing up all those triggers today. Dave yeah, we're going to
0: get really deep into some uh, emotional baggage. Call my therapist. <laughs> tonight. Tetris episode. All right, let let's start getting into some puzzle pieces, and we'll talk about this movie as we're going through it. What do you have for your first piece? You
1: know, I found this surprisingly hard for some reason. <laughs> <with all laughs> Honestly, I think one that really struck out to me was Bridge of Spies. Oh, okay. The Tom Hanks. Just be going behind like the steel curtain, yeah. Trying to negotiate um, the release of in this in this way Tetris, almost like a hostage uh, under communist uh, Soviet Union. And sure. I really found it fascinating, like the dogged determination of Hank here. Um, yeah, going behind the lines over and over would not take no for an answer. Getting punched, beat up all for <laughs> the video game Tetris, where Tom Hanks was trying to, you know, free a spy. Sure. Um, Here, we're trying to free uh, the greatest handheld video game
0: of all time. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the the Hank character is is really interesting. And, I mean, I'm sure there's some, you know, artistic liberties being taken here, but, like, it's a great character. No, never. Not at all. (laughs) Never. It couldn't possibly be. Yeah, Uh, That that
1: race to the plane at the end was authentic
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely it always happens that way but uh yeah no he, he's a great character and he, yeah like, like the tenacity is like i think that's going to show up in a bunch of these puzzle pieces actually but um yeah th- that's that's kind of what you come to a story like this for and so it, it's just like a great ridiculous version of that kind of story so uh i i like that though i like uh, bridge of spies as a puzzle piece that's a good one to kick it off with i know uh, I'll, I'll go for my first puzzle piece Amazing. Thank you, but, <laughs> you, yeah. you're, you're, you're off to a great start yeah right? um <laughs> i i'll go with so i actually just rewatched this for my other podcast awesome movie year and I, I just thought it was like a perfect piece to bring into this uh ben affleck's argo the best picture winner for 2012 yeah. which of course he has a new movie coming out called air which is also one of these true story of a brand, a famous, Mm -hmm. you know, brand. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it kind of fits right in there as well. But Argo, especially you know like the scary foreign country and trying to get out with you know whatever it is that you're trying to get in that case it's the hostages in this case like we said it's tetris the game as well as the game's maker and you you eventually get to that big climactic scene at the airport and you know totally uh dramatized of course yeah. and, and then uh you know you get the bad guys who pretend like they can't speak english and so you get scenes like that and then the reveal that oh they, they could speak english the whole time like all, all of that is just some great, like, crowd-pleasing movie-making, and I, in my rewatch of Argo for Awesome Movie Year, I was like, this is just a really fun, great movie, uh, even though that's a much heavier movie than Tetris is. They, they both are just, like, real crowd-pleasers, and we're recording this before Tetris actually comes out, but... Um, I, I'm wondering if it's going to connect I and mean, obviously it's not going to be our best picture winner, but like, I'm wondering if it's going to connect in a way where it's like just a big fun crowd pleaser. Cause I feel like it should be
1: God willing, David, that's going to yeah. win the best picture of course, <laughs> but, <laughs> which, which uh, we no, can only absolutely. Hope. uh, but th- this is a much more lighthearted take, um, yeah. a lot more fun but yeah, but the same dog and determination uh, trying to get people mm-hmm. out. And then the political maneuvering too, which is another big aspect of uh, of this movie that I really enjoyed.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, What do you got for your next piece? So the star, Taron Egerton, he has a history of doing movies with a director. Um, I believe produces a studio called Marvin. Uh, and they did mm-hmm. a movie called Eddie the Eagle. And yep. I feel like... This actor is really, and most actors probably feel, you know feel this way, but a couple of his movies and this one in particular talk about that tenacity, that dogged determination, the dreamer, um, not at all grounded, wanting to accomplish something that no one else has or or can. And in hmm. that movie, he plays a a British ski jumper, and they haven't had one in like a century. And no matter how right. many times, like he was not good at it. He kept falling, but he kept getting up every single time, and that really reminded me of uh, Hank here in Tetris because he get knocked, he would be punched, you know, kicked, threatened. He kept going to that meeting every single day, flying out back to Tokyo and back to Russia again. Um, Yeah. So that that really reminded me of um, I think the the person who produced the movie and the star of the movie. I think. built on that kind of mindset for for Tetris
0: yeah for sure it it is uh you know a similarly tenacious character like you said and there there's a line in this movie in Tetris uh where one of the Russians says about him he's dumb but he's honest um and you know he's he's just he's so like american in that way like he's just like i i'm no just humility. gonna yeah. <laughs> no, yeah i'm just here and i want what i want and that's that and it it, it's a great character and uh yeah eddie the eagle is a great character too and uh, a great know, movie. i'm two and, for uh, two i'm
1: getting 100 percent. thank you david
0: you're doing you're doing a great job here uh Rushing it. yeah yeah you're you're killing it <laughs> I'll, I'll go with the big short how about that for a puzzle piece ah, our first
1: crossover Go
0: ahead. There we go. You had it too good. Yeah, I mean, especially the opening 30 minutes or so, uh where it's a lot of people talking to each other and getting out like insane amounts of exposition about the history of video games and all of these uh companies and characters and the people who made the game and, you know, why it's so difficult to get it out of Russia and all the facts and numbers and dates and lots of stock footage and everything going really fast. Um I I was a little unsure of like is this what the movie is going to be for the whole time, but then it turns into something you know different as it continues forward. But certainly in that beginning, it felt a lot like uh, the way The Big Short is just boom, boom, boom with all of its information. Oh,
1: that's a, that's a great point. I looked at it more as a as more of this holistic experience based on The Big Short, and at the time, communist uh, Soviet Union. So in The mm-hmm. Big Short, you have this. This understanding of capitalism and its failure and how it might fail, so you know the group can capitalize off it. Where you cannot get Tetris out of um, the Soviet Union without understanding communism, and at the same right. time, both—I know this is out there—but these you have both worlds like beginning to fail. Capitalism right. showed a failure, and Communist Russia was failing at the time. It was ending. Yeah.
0: No, uh, that's a really good point. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I really, I really thought they. The Big Short, kind of, you know, I'm sure there's been movies before that, but I thought Tetris really um, was influenced by that movie in a a, a bit of a way, Uh, obviously in a more comic way, but um, more lighthearted way than The Big Short. But yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And I mean, we have a little bit more distance from you know everything going (laughs) on at the the time of Tetris versus uh, The Big Short, which is happening all over again right now. So, uh, not going (laughs) to. (laughs) yeah uh so what do you what do you have for another puzzle piece so
1: more of a i'll go with the director uh so baird he directed a movie called stan and ollie Mm -hmm. and so he kind of took like this personal um he finds like personal i think insights into movies uh, about famous either characters or famous um companies or just like famous games like Tetris, he really finds this, um the grueling circumstances of how something came about the creative, how things are created and creative mm-hmm. genius. And I thought he really did that here, like with the grueling side of trying to acquire Tetris and also showing Alexi's struggles to to invent that game and to, um, you know, get it out there uh, and keep it alive. Um, so that's yeah. one. um aspect i thought looking at the director and his previous work um, yeah he really really tries to find that creative outlet and how grueling it is at times to um and also with you know with popularity and fandom how that um relates to um you know mass culture
0: sure no absolutely i I actually haven't seen stan and Ali. i always wanted to um I, i just never got around to it uh but i could imagine like so for my next puzzle piece, I, I'm going to uh, actually just jump right on top there and go with last year's The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, oh, uh, the Nicolas Cage yeah. movie. Oh. Uh, you know, I I imagine there's, like, a lot of that, like, kind of romance like you know the the guys getting together and having a good time kind of vibe in that stand and ollie with the two of them i don't know because like i said i haven't seen it but certainly with the unbearable weight of massive talent you have that and here you know we've got between alexi and hank uh that is like part of the joy of the movie is seeing the two of them become friends by the end and uh, everything they go to and and then as we know uh, you know, if we didn't know going into the movie from the postscript, like they then went on to found the Tetris company, which has now continued to make new versions of Tetris for years and years, like at, up till today, it's still going. Um, so it's it's kind of their own origin story between the two of them. And the the other connection I had to the unbearable weight of massive talent is, you know, the idea of making a movie about the creation of Tetris just seems so out there. It's like, you're only going to get one chance to do it. Right. And the idea of a movie where Nicolas Cage plays Nicolas Cage, there's no way you're going to get two movies like that. It's like you get one chance to get it right. And if you don't, it, it's, it's over with, you know? And so both of these movies really kind of nailed it.
1: I think you're just trying to name drop Pedro Pascal in the last of us. Yes. for Social
0: media searches right now. There you, That's there what you I think I right now. Yes, no? you're okay. absolutely right. That, that no, that that'll that'll get me the clicks. That's what I need. So, <laughs> no, that's uh, yeah. it's
1: a gr- that's a great uh, that's a great pick. I didn't think of that one.
0: Right on, right that's on. Why you have
1: uh, the podcast?
0: There you go. You you got it. You got it. Yeah, I do need to get to stand and ollie though one of these days. But uh, what do you have for your next one? So
1: I'm going with your classic video game documentary. Have you seen Atari Game Over?
0: No, I have not.
1: I saw it on Netflix. It's not there anymore. It's one of those small. Um, I think it's like 50 minutes, not even that long, but it's still considered a feature. Uh, it's basically about how Atari, you know, failed um, eventually. And you know how Atari in the, the movie Tetris was trying to acquire um, yeah. Tetris. I can acquire their own version of it at some point, but they lost it. Um, but it really shows like the nostalgia of video game culture, and especially now looking back at uh, Tetris in such a fond way as we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the main focus of that was that, Notorious ET video game that was created in the search for copies of it. Mm-hmm. And so they thought there was a bunch of copies in a dump in New Mexico. And so they yeah. were going through that, like, you know, kind of like Indiana Jones and the Holy Grail trying to search for this video game. Yeah. Um, and just the whole nostalgia effect of Tetris, uh, it really, you know, the psychology of like nostalgia and Tetris, like looking back on something so fondly and it really, you know, I don't know. I can't can't describe it, but the nostalgia aspect of of eighties video game culture was really, I thought, prevalent in, in Tetris, and I felt that with uh, Atari. Um,
0: yeah, the Atari. I, I gotta watch that. That that would be interesting. And by the way, I have that. Uh, it the their like side company was called Tengen. I have that version of Tetris for Nintendo uh, that really they put out. Yeah, it's it's somewhere in my closet, full of Nintendo games. But uh, yeah, uh, I I was you know just so into video games at that point, And I had freaking everything, but uh, that story is really interesting. And I, I'm going to, again, like I did with your Stan and Ollie, I'm going to just kind of like jump right on top here and, and combine another puzzle piece here, because I was thinking of the pirates of Silicon Valley, the 1999 TV movie about the creation of Apple and Microsoft. Oh, and so um, yeah, it, it was, it was great. I, I haven't seen it since it like first came out, but that, that movie kind of, If you were like a real like nerd, you know, into these kinds of tech companies and stuff like that, you read little magazine articles like for example, with Nintendo and the creation of Tetris, like, you know, I'm sure I read like a, a Nintendo Power article or GamePro or Electronic Gaming Monthly, one of those magazines and had little bits and pieces of this story in my mind, just like I knew little bits and pieces of the Apple and Microsoft stories before watching that movie. And so seeing these characters come to life, like I had no idea going into this movie that howard lincoln of nintendo would be a character in the movie you know yeah. and like i i knew i knew about that guy though from all those magazines for all those years and stuff and so it was like it, it's one of those things where you never expect like those to be characters in a movie but here we are and as you know you're bringing up the nostalgia there with that uh the atari game over Like the nostalgia is just huge for someone like me. And like most people get their nostalgia out of, you know, oh, there's a new Ghostbusters movie out or whatever. But for me, I was a gamer. And so like for me, this is all nostalgia. And so uh, definitely it kind of like awakened that part of me for sure.
1: No, it can be surreal growing up with these things, you know, and then you see it like portrayed in a Hollywood movie or TV show. You know, it's just like this, you know, you, you never thought you would, you know, get to that point in your life. We start making movies about stuff you were playing when you enjoyed as a child. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And this isn't a pulse piece. It just popped in my mind when you brought up the TV movie, but like the TV show AMC. I know we don't do TV shows, but or you don't do TV shows. You, you
0: could throw one in every once in a while. Like so, pulse if wanna... *Catch
1: Fire*, the AMC show. That was about the birth of handheld or like uh, personal computers. It's like almost now too, like the birth of the Game Boy in this movie, which was a huge uh, deal at the time. Sure. Uh, really reminded me. Of
0: you know what's funny is, like, I, obviously that show was very popular, but I never saw it, and I had no idea that's what that was about. Um, it just
1: popped in my head, yeah. It's, um, wow. Yeah.
0: That, that could actually be interesting. I might have to get back to that one of these days. Um, right on. Well, uh, what do you have for your next piece? So, I have a... There's another documentary called
1: Indie Game, the movie. You ever heard of this one before?
0: I always wanted to watch that. I never did, though.
1: So... What I like about this, it's almost like um, they go into how video games are uh, an art form. So it's like a piece of art. And there's this one, I forget the name of the game, but um, the creator talks about how it's an artistic expression of Mm -hmm. growing up with anxiety, nervousness, and uh, isolation and loneliness. And thinking about Tetris, um, if you put Tetris through like that... Cold War steel curtain lens, you can really look at like what it could be a considered an, uh, an expression of the political times that Alexei was living under. Um, yeah. This thing about Tetris, like, you know, the steel curtain, like putting a wall up, walling yourself, Russia, I mean, Soviet Union was uh, walling itself off from the rest of the world. And sure, what happens during the game? Constantly trying to put down that the walls. wall coming up. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, exactly.
1: So that's how I and this is a 2012 documentary. And even like the, apparently, I, I, I researched this. The theme song of Tetris is based on a Russian poem that's translated to The Peddlers. And then um, a Japanese composer redid it. And it's basically, um, it's very anxiety-ridden, made into a very anxiety-ridden song. And I just imagine like the anxiety um, many of the systems must have felt under that type of regime.
0: Uh, yeah absolutely and yeah. they they really kind of like hammer that home in this movie, like as fun as it is and as funny as it can be, like you know you kind of get a sense for you know just how difficult it would be to live under that and uh so it definitely I mean, he was, he made the game
1: like licking together parentheses, yeah like, creating the blocks
0: <laughs> this yeah.
1: guy it's just it's incredible like how this absolutely. was started under the most basic computer technology to what is now like the what sold like a half billion copies or
0: something yeah i'm i'm sure it's honestly it's probably more than that at this point but uh yeah it's it's crazy how successful it is but uh yeah no great, great one and i did that's another movie that like really i've always wanted to see and uh i think it was uh actually braid maybe was the game that uh the the developers like who's Being interviewed during that movie but uh Mm. yeah i I remember when that came out and i gotta go back and check that one out um i'll throw in here burn after reading the coen brothers film as a puzzle piece uh specifically (laughs) to taron egerton's hank uh you know we kind of already talked a little bit about his tenacity and how kind of ridiculous of a character he is and just getting himself deeper and deeper into this incredibly dangerous situation but like kind of almost failing upwards in a way to like, you know, survive that situation. And uh, yeah, I, I just thought a lot about uh, the Coen brothers burn after reading and just how ridiculous with like the backroom deals and the government stuff and uh, the, the character being kind of too dumb for his own good, but also that, that dumbness kind of getting him through. And uh, it, it's, yeah. it's just failing it's just really fun. Yeah. Yeah, failing upwards exactly. It's just a really uh, fun way for for a character to kind of uh, make his way through and, and actually succeed by the end. So yeah, that's that's one I was thinking about for in, sure. In a
1: lot of ways, Tetris to me is like an eight bit legal western almost, because like people are just making up the rules as they go along, trying to steal the product, jumping in and out, side, you know yeah.
0: backdoor deals, and everyone screwing each other, and and everybody's out for yeah, their own
1: backstabbing like each other. Yep. They didn't really get into legal minutia of it all, but it was just very entertaining how like no one seemed to know who owned what and at a time. I can't imagine that happening
0: now. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah great pick.
0: <laughs> right on. What do you got next?
1: So this movie popped in my head after I was talking to a fellow critic uh, at Ready Steady Cut. Shout out to M. Uh, mm-hmm. The Social Network. Sure. So basically because, you know, this Tetris and video game, Handheld video games and even like at home, personal consoles was kind of like a burgeoning industry. It wasn't like today these huge conglomerates. Almost like niche uh, niche uh, companies. And social media was you know on the verge of like just breaking out at the time. And that legal battle between uh, trying to whoever invented or acquired the rights to Facebook uh, mm-hmm. that really reminded me of Tetris in that way. Uh, these three you know companies Microsoft. Uh, well, not three, Microsoft, Nintendo trying to acquire uh, the rights to Tetris. And it's not like, you know, worldwide, regional, handheld, like all these complex versions of the game uh,
0: that they could market. Yeah. That was definitely um, a
1: movie that popped in my head about that battle.
0: Definitely. And, uh, you know, I already mentioned Air, but, you know, this year somehow we're also getting Flamin' Hot about the creation of flaming Hot Cheetos. We're getting BlackBerry about the creation of the BlackBerry. Um, I feel like the social network is going to be on. Great over. movie ideas
1: are not that. You make one about flaming <laughs> hot Cheetos.
0: Supposedly, it's great. I can't wait to see it. I can't it. wait so, to watch it. Uh, yeah. So
1: I can't imagine the screen for that. They got to give out huge bags of that stuff, I'm guessing. <laughs>
0: oh, hell yeah. That'll be great. Uh, yeah. Well, I, another one in that same vein The Founder uh, about the uh, creation of oh, McDonald's. I love
1: the Founder. That's a great pick. I should have Absolutely. thought of it. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean it's I, don't know
1: why I say it. I thought of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and and again, it's like just like kind of a great crowd-pleasing version of a true story drama and, you know, it's, you know, just the right amount of comedic elements and uh, you know, it's it just like with Tetris, it's something where it just seems like such a silly thing to make a movie about, but it works. It it works cuz somehow there's actually a story to be told and a great performance at the center of it with Michael Keaton. So uh, yeah, I think the founder fits right in with all of these movies. I feel like as I cover, you know, air next month and maybe flaming hot and blackberry, I'll be talking about the founder and the social network again and again. So
1: the Founder is like one of the most underrated, it got totally lost in the shuffle. It got pushed to February of that year. And that was my, one of my favorite Michael Keaton films and the way he overtook that company so mm-hmm. like creative and simple and yet ruthless um and you think about like companies and like like tetris or just video game culture and you know how mcdonald's is you know very american you know economic culture in this yeah. country and it's like the birth of you know fast food this huge huge company and um definitely the way how he stole that company out from underneath uh, the mcdonald's brothers is a fascinating fascinating tale
0: yeah absolutely so do you have any uh others oh that's all i have. all right well i've got two more to throw in here uh so first of all and this one kind of is uh maybe a, a little bit going back to some of the stuff we already talked about but little miss sunshine uh i i thought egerton's hank like You know, again, just doing everything he can to succeed for the sake of his family and, like, in the the face of everything possibly going wrong and continuing to just push forward and push forward. Another dreamer, yeah. Yeah, a dreamer. That's a great way to put it, yeah. A failed one, though. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. But I had that one. And then the last one, uh, and this mostly applies to the climax where things get kind of magical realism uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world um things start getting a little bit 8 bit and we get like the 8 bit car crashes and uh you know the the music I swear during that sequence I was like seriously sitting there thinking about bumping this up to 5 stars that's how much I loved that chase like I, just, I was like this this is the best like I was so excited right now
1: I was really thinking of all those like like you brought up Argo like these mm. chase scenes to, to escape and like this the creative freedom uh the director used like why make the same old chase scene and they really right. you know, caught the theme of tetris with that and like i i bet a lot of people were are gonna you know probably didn't like that scene but i I loved it and i thought it was just like you, you know it's movies have fun with it tetris is fun it's a serious exactly subject, have fun with it and you know i just love that scene it was such a creative breath of fresh air you know, my yeah
0: opinion. and it's like why not why not like let's just make a fun movie it doesn't need to be another like stuffy you know, like, so what the drama. communists are threatening
1: your life, trying to <laughs> yeah. trying to blackmail you. You cheated on your wife with a, a communist KGB spy. Let's have yeah. fun with the movie. Yeah.
0: That's right. Absolutely. So I will read down a list of puzzle pieces we just talked about. And we'll get into some closing thoughts. We talked about bridge of spies, Argo, Eddie, the Eagle, the big short Stan and Ollie, the unbearable weight of massive talent, Atari game over pirates of Silicon Valley, Halt and catch fire, Indie game, the movie, burn after reading, the social network, the founder, Little Miss Sunshine, and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Yeah, a, a lot of uh, a lot of video game stuff. Of course, a lot of these uh, you know tenacious guys out there just trying to trying to do something, trying to trying to build something, trying to create something that'll last. Try to make history. That's right. Don't make their their mark in the world. Absolutely. You know. I I would say as far as like closing thoughts, like you know, back to that that central uh, friendship that that's born between Alexi and Hank. Uh, I just think that that's so much fun, and it, it's it's paced out well in, in a way that kind of uh, feels natural, and and it was it was really fun to watch, and I, I think that that's part of what I really liked about this movie. I wish they explored that a little more.
1: Because mm. obviously, under the circumstances, they couldn't. Um I just see like what happened more at the end after, especially when he goes to America, like what his life turned out to be. Yeah. Um, but the movie to me was just so much fun. Um it really had some suspense to it too. He just, you know, like it was exciting, it was funny. It was just like this burst of fresh air, this creativity of, of a movie like I never thought I would see on the big screen, like a movie about Tetris. A movie about phony right. hot cheetos a movie about you know a blackberry <laughs> that's coming out soon and, um, yeah. and the, the downfall of that it's, It was so much fun this movie and i know it's on apple you know tv plus it's you know i hope people really embrace it and try to find it and um you know besides coda like movies on that streaming service tend to stay there yeah. and not be talked about so i hope people really find yeah. this movie and just enjoy it and
0: um feel that nostalgia that we felt uh, going yeah. forward and keep talking about it. Definitely. And uh, one more thing, the Lauren Balfe score, uh, early favorite yes. score of the year for me so far. So obviously we've got a long ways to go, but uh, he he absolutely crushed this score. It is just it's a great score, and then all the little video game elements that's in there, the chip tune stuff is just just perfectly spaced out, just enough.
1: Everything about it is fun and like creative, you know, and just like mm-hmm.
0: unashamed, like
1: just embracing that type of video game culture. Like I watched a movie, uh, the Netflix movie *Luther: Fallen Son*. It had this mm-hmm. score that was beautiful, but I, for a horror movie, I just I didn't think it it was kind of out of place. And yeah, everything in this movie really worked worked well. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, right on. I think that does it for Tetris. Is there a movie you watched recently that you would like to recommend to our listeners? Oh, I think you enjoyed it too, *Dungeons
1: and Dragons*. <laughs> I went in with the lowest expectations, but that movie was so much fun. Chris Pine is hilarious. I, didn't know, I did not know he could be that funny. Uh, that's yeah. another game where they just embraced um I've never really played that game, but it seems like they really embraced the, the whole culture behind the game and you know really really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Yeah, that. It's,
0: a, it's an It's an interesting time for video game based movies or like things around video games like they're actually turning out to be good. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Super Mario next month. You know, I'm I'm kind of excited A little nervous, but, uh, you know, we'll see Yeah, yeah, definitely
1: <laughs> Would you recommend anything coming out soon?
0: Oh boy, uh, what, what else have I Well, I mean, I'm about to record an episode on Inside uh, Which won't be out until the film hits streaming So go see Inside <laughs> And then you'll be ready as soon as the episode comes out So <laughs> there you go uh, Where can people find you and your writing? Uh, I am the senior contributor for
1: uh, the best uh, gosh darn website in the world. Ready, steady, cut. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also can find me a hidden remote in session film, music city drive in and uh, film focus online. Uh, Or you know, go to Rotten Tomatoes. I'm uh, individually approved over there. And uh, that's where you can read my
0: work. Beautiful. Well, thanks as always for doing the show. And I look forward to getting you back again sometime soon.
1: David, it was an honor. Thank you so much for having me on. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003,
0: 1977, and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to
1: podcasts.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, thank you so much for listening to Piecing It Together. If you enjoy what we've been doing, i got to do my outro. If you enjoy what we've been doing here on the show and our whole puzzle pieces format of talking about movies, make sure you're subscribed wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And, of course, if you really enjoy what we do, you could rate and review us. Five stars would be awesome over on Apple Podcasts. It helps to make sure that more people see the show and more people check it out, and we'll keep doing the show. You can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And I told you at the top of the episode about our Patreon, the produced by David Rosen Patreon. Check that out if you'd like to support us in that way, but we're just happy that you're out there listening, so thank you for being out there and continuing to listen to the show. So, with that said, let's close this out with a piece of music like I always do, and I was digging into my games projects folder of my uh, external hard drive with all of the games that i used to make music for lately in the last like 10 years or so i I haven't done any game work but uh when i was first breaking into working on music for film and tv and all kinds of other stuff uh, i was also doing a bunch of video games and this was for something called airship which quite frankly i don't even remember what that was i don't remember what it looked like how it played if it ever came out think it was like an iphone game but i don't remember it's from 2012 it says uh which is only 10 years ago but uh, I, my brain is mush and i don't remember doing this but it sounds pretty cool uh and i have the music sitting here so this is from a video game called airship hope you enjoy it we'll be back with more piecing it together real soon